In this week's episode, myself and Becca talk on what it means to find yourself in Christ and not what you do. So grab your coffee and join us for the one on finding yourself. What is up? Welcome to Coffee and Combos. I'm your host, Becca, and tonight I'm joined with my favorite partner in crime for life, and that's my boo thing, Josh. Josh, how's your week been? It has been really good. We came off uh, a really awesome weekend together, so uh, yeah, it's been a little hectic at the hotel, but we're fully staffed finally. Praise him. Um, so it's been, it's been good that way. Can't wait for Saturday just to be able to be with you and Jude and have a family day and it'll be fun. But yeah, it's been, it's been good. I'm counting it down. We're two weeks away <laughs> from our next Disney trip. Uh, we're going to be staying at Pop Century Resort there mm-hmm. on Disney property. It will be our first time there. So we will definitely do an in-depth review on um, the podcast here and uh, as well as our vlog. So make sure you um, definitely be on the lookout for that. But yeah, I'm I'm excited. And uh, how, how's your week going? It's good. Uh, it's been, it's been busy um, and just feels like it's taking forever. I know I keep getting confused on my days and thinking it's closer Same. to the weekend than it is. And then, of course, being heartbroken <laughs> that we're not there yet. But um, but overall, it's been a really solid week. Um, poor Jude is teething like a madman. Um, I feel like he's been teething for like three months straight. Um, yep. But this week he's got like three teeth coming in at the same time. So our poor dude is dying, um, but he is a champ and he just wants all the snuggles um, that you can give him. And so happy to be the the giver of those. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's all yeah. good. I, would, uh, I feel like, like really a child can handle so much pain because I feel like if it was us adults, I mean, when we get toothaches, we're like, they say, yeah, they say like if, if adults teethed, like when like that way, like we would go crazy. Like it would drive us up a wall because it's, it's painful. Teeth hurt. So, I mean, having to push them through like areas that don't already have like slits, you know, cutting teeth is no fun. And no man's cut three at the same time. So all over like his mouth. Yeah. So it's not even like one side. Poor kids hurting everywhere. He is in pain. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, if you are new to this podcast, welcome to our family. We get to do this every single Friday and it's always so much fun to join around the table, have some great conversations, some great coffee And so we would love for you to be a part of this growing family. Hit that subscribe button, uh, follow on us, uh, Spotify, leave us a comment, a rating, and uh, we would love for you to tune in with us every single week. When you follow and you subscribe, you get those notification bells that go off, letting you know, hey, a new podcast has dropped. So make sure you definitely go do that. And we have a Patreon, if you didn't know. So great way to support this podcast as we continue to grow and we got some awesome interviews coming up 
that we are excited to share with you. So definitely go check out the Patreon and um, the, the link for it will be in the show notes as well as on our Instagram. But <clears throat> tonight we are excited because we are drinking a new coffee. And uh, over this weekend, we went to one of our favorite coffee shops in Orlando called Deeply and uh, such a really cool coffee shop. They had a drink that blew my mind. Like it kind of sounded gross, but I said, you know what? I'm going to try it. Super gross. Yeah. I'm going to try it. It it was basically Coca-Cola and nitro coffee, which literally does not sound that great. But what's really cool is they make the Coca-Cola syrup in-house and they add the nitro to it. And it was like, it was so good. I don't even know how to describe it. It, it. I mean, I guess if you mix coffee and Coke together, but I feel like... I feel like it would be terrible. Yeah. I don't know how they do it, but it was <clears throat> like super sweet and refreshing and like the carbonation was like nice and it just like had more of... I think it had more of just like a hint of coffee. It wasn't like you're mixing like half and half. Like right. it just was a really solid blend of the two and it was really delicious. I was, was great. super shocked. Yeah. I'm, I'm like wishing now I would have got a bigger size. I got like a small, <laughs> <laughs> but um, one of the coffees deeply serves there because they don't roast themselves, at least not yet. So they bring in different coffees from around the country and world. And they had one from um, which I've never had a coffee from, uh, like another country, like clearly the coffees come from other countries, but they're usually roasted in the U.S. This roaster um, is actually from Stockholm, Sweden, and um, I was really blown away by the flavor profiles. And so I asked, you know, the barista. I said, you know, how long have you guys been serving this? Like it's really good. Uh, I saw a really big bag of it on their shelf for sale. So I, you know, start asking questions. And he's like, dude, we've literally had this coffee, the same one. Um, on for a year now because we just are so in love with it and i said whoa all right i definitely need to to grab a bag of it and um you know we're big coffee drinkers clearly here here at our house and so they were selling a thousand gram bag which was huge right i'm like i've never had a bag of coffee this big before it's always like 12 gram bags of coffee (laughs) and so i asked the guy you know i was thinking oh it's probably gonna be like 80 bucks or something like crazy he's like nah it's 40 bucks i was like psh Yep, sign me up. So uh talked to Becca, and we're like, yeah, let's do it. And so we've been uh, trying it. I did a V60, which was incredible. It's a Nicaraguan coffee, um, which uh, usually are really, really well balanced. This one has like a really deep flavor profile. Normally, they're kind of basic from Nicaragua, but this one was very, I don't know. It's They've done a really well job. Um, caramel. A plum, cherry, and like a little hint of citrus, not a lot. And then a little bit of like almost a chocolate flavor um, is the profile that I've picked up on. We've tried it in Flash Brew. Um, Flash Brew is delicious as well. Uh, Becca's tried it in iced coffee. Um, So really, really good uh, coffee roaster. We uh, will link them on our Instagram. In fact, I think I already linked them in a post. Mm -hmm. So definitely go check that out. Uh, Follow them on Instagram. I'm sure they ship. But if you, you know, live in the Ocala area or Florida, stop through Orlando, hit up deeply, check them out and and give them a try. But uh, tonight we are excited for the topic we're going to dive into because I think it's one that um, maybe you know, isn't talked on necessarily 
a whole lot in regards to the way we're going to present it. Um, tonight, uh, I'll just preface it by saying, you know, it, it will definitely be a little bit more spiritual. Um, but that is the really awesome thing about our podcast that I think makes us different than most is, you know, every week it's it's always different. Something new, it's something fresh. You know, some weeks we might be talking about Disney. Other weeks we might be talking uh, about culture, parenting, and then um, we, we like to bring some spiritual um, things into the mix as well. And so tonight I wanted to talk from this subject on finding ourselves in Christ and not what we do. And this started coming up because of the journey that I've been on recently. Um, and I'm sure Becca maybe can attest even for her life. But when I left ministry, full-time ministry, um, I was a pastor, you know, in a local church here in Ocala, there was this rooting up the, not necessarily even bad weeds, but maybe just things that I had become accustomed to in ministry and that I had allowed to shape my identity. Yet again, not bad things, not anything like immoral, not religious, none of that. Just stuff that in hindsight now I realized I found myself planted in these things rather than finding myself as a son in Christ. And it was probably about four weeks into resigning from full-time ministry. I remember sitting in my living room and my son had just went to sleep and I was just kind of like down. I felt like, you know, I, I gave up this career. I gave up my job. Um, I gave up leading people in that capacity, which I loved. And I remember like the Lord just in, in a gentleman kind of way, but almost in a like a provoking kind of way is, is the best way to describe it. Like just speaking to me and saying, I had to do this so that you could reshape your identity and what it was supposed to be in, which was me. Yeah. So good. And I just like, my heart just was like, ah, because I knew the Lord was right for, for 10 plus years, you know, I'd shaped my identity as a pastor and, um, you know, being a pastor is a, is a, a lot of people don't realize. I mean, it's a it's a very influential role in the community, um, in the local church, and it's something that where people look up to you, they glean from you, and it's not like I was using my title or my leadership position as like an arrogant way to boast, but I had become so accustomed to being this person. It was like Pastor Josh, and. It was like in that moment that I realized like what we do is always second to who we are in Christ. Yeah. Right? So you might be listening and you might be a nurse. You might be a doctor. Um, you might be a bagger at a grocery store or a musician or, or whatever the case might be. Whatever that is for you, that is second to uh, your identity that's found in God. And I believe this, even even before you come to know Jesus, any of that stuff, like you you automatically are given this God-given identity. You know, I believe some of the greatest musicians and in, in like people of influence in our world that never believed in God, mm-hmm. their talent was given to them by God. And you know, it's I always look back at like stuff like that cuz it's like a shame when 
they they eventually pass away and they never really knew Jesus, like what they could have done with Jesus plus that that God-given gift. And so, I don't know, I've just been on this journey of like trying to find myself in Christ. And what does that mean? Like, how how do you find yourself in Christ? Like, you know, you, you, you could be like a really awesome all-star believer. You go to church every Sunday and Wednesday and like you love Jesus with all your heart. And can I just say, like, even that, even going to church, even being a Christian, like, that is not necessarily what it means to be in Christ. You know, being found in Christ means that nothing in this earth can shake you. Like, you you stand firm. Yeah, you might go through a season of difficulty. You might, you know, be challenged. Um, and you might even feel like giving up. But nothing can shake you from that God-given identity and in I've always said this, when you know who you are, you can walk in the darkest environment and be the brightest light Yeah, and, um, and not be persuaded, you know, for things to kind of uh, hijack your identity. Do you have anything you want to add? Yeah. So one of my favorite stories in the Bible is, you know, the story about Mary and Martha. And I love that because I can relate um, to Martha, like so much, like so much of my life has been, you know, servant leadership or taking care of people or, um, finding ways to serve behind the scenes. And so if you don't know the story about Mary and Martha, I'm going to summarize it like crazy. So go, go back and read the story. But basically Jesus comes And Martha is the one in the kitchen, is the one cleaning, is the one putting the food out, cleaning the food up. Like, being that, like, the ultimate host. Like, that's Martha. Um, And Mary, her sister, is sitting at the feet of Jesus and not helping. And (laughs) she's just soaking up the presence of God. And so Martha, you know, starts to get an attitude and is frustrated because she's doing all the work trying to make sure that, you know, they make this this experience the best it can be um, for Jesus. And meanwhile, Martha's just sitting there, you know, listening to stories and, and not, you know, being lazy is what it feels like to her um, and not helping her prepare the way. And so... Um, you know, she, she gets kind of, you know, she kind of gets an attitude and she goes and she talks and Jesus says, you know, Mary is doing, basically Mary's doing the right thing and what she needs to do. And I can feel like, I feel like I would be Martha in this and be like, are you kidding me? Hmm. Like this lazy fool (laughs) is being told that she's doing what she's supposed to do when I'm trying to do everything else (laughs) by myself. And the thing I love about this is sometimes we're so caught up in our acts of service and what we do in our ministry um, about how we're, how we tithe, how we give, how we serve, how we shake hands, how we act all of the time, or how are we serving God rather than actually serving God with our heart? We sometimes serve with just our hands or what we can offer, what we can do. Um, And so it gets lost. Whereas Mary knew that this was a sacred moment to be able to get to meet with Jesus and hear his stories and hear him talk and soak up that um, 
just that moment, she was able to be present and push back all the things that had to get done. That's so good. And Martha was caught up in acts of service instead of being present in the moment and soaking in the goodness that got that that Jesus was sharing at the time. And so many times I find myself being Martha being frustrated, being like, God, but I did this, this, and this. And it doesn't say in the Bible that by faith in all of your acts of service, you know, you're saved and you get to go to heaven. No, it's by faith you are saved. Yeah. And so we get ourselves confused um, and we decide. Side, we we root our identity in whatever it is that we're doing. Um, and I think your greatest example of knowing like that you are being a Martha or that you are not um, that you are finding your identity in your in the things that you do and where you work, whatever it might be, if it's not in Christ, the biggest teller is when something happens. Yeah. What are you? Are you shaken up? Are you struggling? Are you depressed? Are you anxious? Are you questioning everything? You know, I have grown up trying to 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 find my identity in Christ, and I think that it's a continual <clears throat> like process. I don't think that you ever really come to a point and I could be completely wrong, but I personally don't know that you ever come to a point where you're like, "Ah, I got it. Like I finally, because I think things shift and things happen and you have to continually keep yourself in check of where are you rooting your identity, weeding out things that are causing you to shift your identity to what the world says. Um, And I think that, you know, there are so many times I can walk around and I know that I know where my identity should be. I know that my identity doesn't come from what I do. I know all of these things. But yet something happens. Doesn't have to be bad, but just a life change. And all of a sudden I start to feel that conviction that the Holy Spirit tugs on my heart that says, all right, it's time to refocus. And sometimes I'm like, dang, like I thought... I got it. And, you know, that's the thing I just love about, I just love about the Holy Spirit. I love about God is that they're so kind and gentle and they just, they give you those reminders that say, okay, let's refocus. Let's try yeah. again. Like, I love you. I'm here for you. Not what you can do for me. So good. And, you know, I think, I think for me, the most recent, um, I think honestly was becoming a mom and then some people might be like horrified that I just said that, <laughs> but um, I've longed to be a mom from, gosh, as long as I can remember. I've always wanted to be a mom, and Josh and I tried and we tried and we tried, and then finally we got pregnant and I became a mom, and then I had to let things go, and I had to let things go. <laughs> I had to let things go. And I think if you're a parent, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I'm not saying like I had to, I lost myself like to be a mom. Like I gave up all of these things, all my dreams. Like no, no, no. I gave up things that I enjoyed doing for this time period. Right. Not forever. Not. Um, I gave up things that like it was cool to do. I was glad to serve, but wasn't <clears throat> my calling. What I really didn't need to be doing. Um, but there was a hole that was left inside of me because what I found my identity in my acts of service than what I was doing, like, or, or than what I was, what my heart posture was towards it. Um, I found my identity in the things that I was doing instead. And so I l- was left empty when they were taken away. 
that's not what you're supposed to do. That's a surefire way to know <laughs> that your identity yeah. is rooted into something if you feel empty when it's gone. Wow. And so um, it took a while for me to understand um, that my that my ministry at this time was to be a mom. That it didn't. I didn't have to do all these things. I didn't have to be at all the places. I didn't have to talk to all the people. <laughs> like I needed to be a good mom for Jude. And even then, not losing my identity in that. And so, you know, we could go on and on and on forever about how, you know, easy it is to lose your identity. But I think most importantly, you know, when your identity is not in the right place, when you feel empty and you just don't know what to do um, and you get caught sort of in this cycle of, pity i think even just feeling pity pitiful and sad for yourself or just that constant need to strive yeah to be more and to be better and to do all these things instead of being merry and planting our <laughs> tushy in the <laughs> living room at jesus's feet and listening and just like soaking in those moments oh man that was so good and i think like we we truly do and it's that progression in our walk with god where it's like we do find ourselves in those seasons of where we're heavily serving and there's nothing wrong with that. Like no. God, God wants that for our life. You know, he wants us to use our gifting, but I think where it comes into issue is when we find our identity solely in that thing, you know, um, or we don't know how to love God when we're not doing that. Yeah. I think that's one of the biggest a, things. And a lot of, I think a lot of people that, that is so true because it's like, you know, for the people who, um, will say in their quiet time, they just don't hear God, but then they go to a church service and they hear God. And it's like, of course you're going to hear God in a church service sometimes because the Holy Spirit's so thick and He's heavy there and He's speaking to other people and, he, and the presence of the Lord is there. But it's stewarding that presence in those quiet times that oftentimes um, it requires more effort. It requires more diligence. It, you know, I, I think when we're when we're alone like that, our thoughts wage war against us. And in that quietness, if we're just all honest, we don't, uh, we don't like quietness. You know, we're bombarded with technology and social media and all these different things that grab our attention and try to show us this is who you're supposed to be. And I honestly believe this, and, and this is kind of like, how do you find yourself? It's sitting alone and it's listening. Yeah. And in that stillness, God begins to, to speak, and I'm just going to be honest. It could be a week of just you hear nothing. I had a friend the other night. You know, he asked me, um, Josh, like, how do I know God's speaking? And I, and I used to get that question a lot, and still get that question a lot. And the beautiful thing about God is like He speaks to each one of us uniquely different. Right, so he might sp- speak like he did to Moses in a burning bush. He might speak uh, to to um, through through a prophet, through you know someone maybe given a prophecy over your life. He might speak um, in a in a still small voice that you can just feel inside your heart. So I think a lot of times we box God into that um, that fiery bush in our face kind of moment, and when that doesn't happen, we get defeated. We get discouraged and we're like, well, God must not be speaking. And can I just say, like, if you had like a vision in your head of something, you know, a, a mental picture, that could be God speaking, right? Maybe uh, there was something that happened in your life and that 
thing happen and God was speaking through that thing to try to get your attention. And so I just think like we have to stop like boxing God into to our perception of how he speaks because he's outside of our perception. He's outside of our time. And instead just say, you know what? I'm just going to sit in silence. I'm going to sit in that stillness and allow him to, to mold me. It's essentially what Mary was doing. Mm-hmm. Right, she's sitting at his feet. What do you think she's doing at his feet? I'm sure she was, you know, worshiping him and and loving on him. But I know there's this moment of just like basking in his presence, and I think we need that more than anything else because the world is is literally going to throw identities at us. Ministry is going to throw identities at us. I, you know, I was I had convinced myself like this is who I am. I'm Pastor Josh. I'm a speaker. I'm a pastor. I'm a mentor. And, and all those things are great. But that's not who I am uh, first in my life. Yeah. I am a son first. Then I'm a husband. Then I'm a daddy. And then guess what? Then I'm a pastor. Yeah. And I think like when we get our, our identities mixed up and we say, no, 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 I'm a pastor. <laughs> Then I'm a then I'm a dad. Mm. Then I'm a then I'm a husband, and then I'm a son. We yeah. start losing touch, and I'm just saying a lot of people's tanks go empty when you do it from that point of view. Yeah. Um. I I, I did a post. It was like I want to say like six or seven months ago. It was on a Sunday, and I remember the Lord just speaking to me before I got up to, to transition out of worship into the message, and um, I felt like the Lord said the error and generation of the servers is gone and the in the error and the generation of the worshipers are here yeah yeah meaning that um we have stepped into a new paradigm shift where the lord says listen there's been a lot of the church that people have served relentlessly making this thing happen but i'm not i'm not calling this generation to that. I'm calling this generation to sit at my feet and to find themselves. And I think the greatest revivalists, I think the greatest pastors, uh, influence, uh, influencers, just people that are going to shape culture are going to come from this place of sitting before the Lord and finding who they are. Um, you know, I look at some of the greatest people um, in history. You know, I, I think of like Billy Graham, who just, I mean, he won millions to Jesus. And I often like think to myself, like he couldn't have just done that on his own talent, maybe. But I think a lot was he had those silent moments where the Lord would speak and form him. And we need those silent moments in our life. And um, I don't mean, I'm just convinced like we, we have to get this right because if we don't get this right, we're going to miss out on so many great opportunities that the Lord has for us. And, you know, a lot of people will walk aimlessly through life. You go from dead end job to dead end job and you keep beating yourself up and and you feel trapped in this hole. And God's like, I actually have like the solution, but you just don't want to wait for it. Yeah. And, and waiting, it it takes time, you know, in, in this process that, you know, me and Becca are learning right now as we are preparing to launch Catharos and, and stuff like that. Like, this thing isn't just done overnight. This requires patience. This requires diligence, praying, fasting, really uh, laboring over it to make it come into reality. And it's when we speed up and get ahead of God that God's like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. 
Like, why are you walking so far ahead of me? Like, stay behind me. Stay in my shadow. In his shadow is safety. Yeah. And uh, and, and I just feel like that's where we find ourselves. I love that. If this uh, episode maybe added value to you, or maybe you just like, maybe you're listening and you're like, I don't know who I am. Uh, we would love to to talk with you, um, to share maybe some some more insight and just honestly partner with you. I think both of us, we're still on this journey and we will be on this journey until uh, we pass from this moment into the next. And um, it's something me and Becca are both passionate about. Like we're, we love seeing people come into who God created them to be because it's in that moment that beauty is is just born and it's created. And so reach out to us, DM us on Instagram. Uh, we would love to hear from you. But guys, thank you so much for joining us around the table. And uh, we can't wait to be with you again next Friday. Love y'all. Love you guys.